More and more people are moving to cities, and that's going to affect almost every industry. We are very cautious and very aware to make a conscious effort to work with the ecosystem. What can the average person do to take action now? Not one person can change the world, but if we all do a little something different, it might help. Being open to embracing innovation. Know that you can make a difference. A absolutely. There's no excuse not to even do a little bit. Let's go check it out. Going Green is brought to you by Koskin Korva Vodka, a huge friend of ours. We love what they're doing. Koskin Korva Vodka is a sustainable vodka made honestly. It's vegan and gluten-free. The vodka is named after the village in Finland, Koskin Korva, where real farmers harvest the world's northernmost barley in unfiltered spring waters to make a vodka of true integrity. Here's my favorite part. Not only do I love drinking, responsibly of course, the Koskin Korva plant has a 99.9% .9 recycling rate. And don't worry, back in the village, they're still working on that 0.01% and was the first spirit to win the Green Company of the Year Award. Now our goal is to bring Koskin Korva from the Scandinavian European world out to the American land where we all love to have a good drink here and there. So check out Koskin Korva Vodka, support them. We love a good sustainable company. So give them a little bit of love. Thank you, and let's get back to the show. Going Green is brought to you by Dylan Welch Media, a full-service digital media and marketing company. Our clients hire us to help them with a plethora of digital media and marketing services. We offer video production, podcast production, social media management, website development, PR services, um, and what we do is we package it all into one monthly package so that we essentially handle all of your digital media and marketing components to help you build your business, get more clients, get your brand out there, get in front of potential investors. So if you're interested in working with us, reach out to us. Dylan at DylanWelch.com is the best way to get connected. Again, that's Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, at D-Y-L-A-N-W-E-L-C-H.com. Send us an email and we'll get things started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Going Green. We've got a really cool guest today. They've done some very exciting things in the commercial, uh, I don't even want to say landscaping space, but I'll kind of let our guest explain what he's doing because he did a way better job than I can. So I want to introduce John Valet, the CEO of Gray's on the show today. John, thanks for being here. Hi Dylan, thanks for having me here today. Of course, it's a pleasure. So, so tell everyone what Graze is before we kind of kick things off. Absolutely. So at Graze, we're building an electric autonomous lawnmower for the landscape industry, the commercial industry. It's got a 60-inch mow deck, so it's small enough to fit on a trailer, but large enough to mow over three acres per hour. Wow. So it's all autonomous. It's electric. What does that kind of mean for people who don't understand what autonomous is? Yeah, that's a great question. So it is electric, and that is really one of our, uh, you know, main selling points is we wanted to get away from gas-powered mowers. Those are, you know, going to become the thing of the past, and the thing of the future is autonomous, which means uh, whether you're talking about robotics or uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, it, is, it all basically means it's going to be able to have a mower that will mow a lawn without having a human pushing it or riding on it. Very cool. And I can just kind of envision, you know, lawnmowers of the past where you had to, you know, push it and it's the spinning blades. And then I love seeing, Grass you know, is flying. Exactly. Yeah. It's just cool to see, you know, technology constantly evolving and, and it's really cool, you know, what you're doing. So 
what is your background? Do you come from more of an engineering side of things or how did you get into this space originally? Yeah, not engineering at all, which is kind of great. I come from the landscape background. So I work with a team of really smart engineers. And so I just kind of tell them what the mower needs to do and they have to figure out how to do it. And, and they can, and they're, they're great, they're tremendous. Uh, but really my background is, uh, you know, I went to college, studied business and economics. Uh, first job out of college, I was uh, in the insurance business. Interestingly enough, I, they gave me a bunch of manuals to read, to study, and as I was doing that, a, a landscape mowing crew was outside my office building, uh, you know, with the lawn mowers going, and I kind of looked out, and I'm like, man, I got to do something outdoors. I, I can't be indoors reading about insurance. So anyhow, one thing led to another, and I ended up working for a, a small landscape company in the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, ultimately stayed there for 35 years, ended up selling the company to a, uh, a roll-up, which is really big in the industry right now, uh, and that gave me some time. And, and while I was there, I, I met a, a group of venture capitalists, the, uh, the very beginning stages of Grays, and uh, about just about two years ago, they hired me as the CEO, and I've been having a blast ever since. <laughs> That's awesome. That I feel like that would really only happen in like San Francisco, Silicon Valley, where <laughs> venture capital is like, hmm, there's something we could change. Let's do it. Absolutely. That, yeah, that's amazing. And so where did the concept of Grays come from originally? So what's interesting is, you know, when I was still with Jensen and after I'd sold the company to Monarch Landscape, um, I went to my local lawnmower shop to get my lawnmower tuned up for the spring, blade sharpened, oiled, etc. And I saw a sign for a robotic mower. So being in the landscape industry and always knowing that there's shortages of labor and that the, the way you can get a competitive advantage is to, you know, reduce your labor cost. So I talked to the store manager and I said, hey, you know, what, what's this all about? He says, oh, they're really big in Germany. They're just now starting to take hold in the U.S. So I asked him where I could go see one. So naturally, they had one of these out at uh, the Google campus. And it's, it's pretty much like a, uh, a Roomba for the lawn. Uh, but the problem is it requires a guide wire installed at the perimeter of the lawn. Uh, it goes back and forth in random patterns. So when I went out there, uh, you could see, even though it wasn't running, you could see where it had mowed, you know, sometimes one or two or three times. Other areas it missed altogether. So it just looked like a bad haircut. But right then and there, I just imagined, man, if somebody could come up with a mower, that doesn't require the guide wire, that can go back and forth in parallel lines and be large enough for commercial application, they would really have something there. Well, a couple months later, one of the members of my Vistage group, a group of CEOs, told me about a venture capital firm in Santa Monica that uh, was very involved in robotics. And they were, they were thinking about building a robotic commercial lawnmower. So then I met with them early on. They were in the very early stages, very conceptual, met with them, talked to them, and uh, about a year later, they called me up. They said, hey, John, we understand you're no longer with Jensen. We really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, we'd like to interview you for the CEO. And uh, that's kind of how it came about. So it's like anything, you know, people think about concepts, but it's when they all kind of uh, come together and the right people and the right technology all comes together. Because I know companies were working on robotic mowers 10 years ago, but it was too soon. Uh, the, the, the equipment for robotics was too expensive. Uh, batteries were too big and bulky. So right now, it's just a coalescence of all kinds of technology, equipment, and now is the right time. Very cool. I love how 
you know, hearing stories of kind of like the stars align, not only for, you know, the technology to actually create the product, but also for you too, you know, there's kind of this journey that's happened and then everything came together all at once. That's really exciting. What's kind of the day-to-day life at, you know, Gray's right now for you as the CEO? So what's great is we're really at a stage where we did our first uh, mowing out at one of our R&D partners job sites in central California. And it actually mowed better than I thought it would. And the account manager there said, okay, this is great. I see what you're doing. How many can I get and how soon can I get them? And I was like, oh, it's what I wanted to hear. So what we've been doing from then until now is we're building more mowers so we can test. Uh, We've got a new facility near LAX. So we are partnering with some uh, large landscape contractors in Southern California, uh, going out to job sites on a weekly basis uh, so we can test it in real life. Uh, We're still getting a lot of data to our engineers. you know, like our product manager says, hey, you know, what we're doing is hard, which means it takes a lot of engineering time, a lot of uh, trial and error. And uh, I'm like, I know it's hard, but you guys are smart. Just get it done. And so really our our milestone is to ultimately uh, get enough hours under our belt, enough testing so that we can then sell it to landscape contractors in Southern California by the end of the year. And once we, we test it out further and we reduce the amount of time that an engineer has to go out to debug it, then we will ultimately expand our geographic footprint, ultimately up to sub, uh, Northern California, Phoenix, Vegas, and then you know, a ripple effect up to the rest of the, the country uh, you know, sometime in 2022. And beyond that, we've got a lot of interest uh, you know, internationally as well, Australia, uh, the UK, Germany, et cetera. So we're, we're just at the beginning stages of what's going to be a, uh, you know, very revolutionary within the landscape world. That's amazing. Seriously. Congratulations. Like I love, uh, again, like just, I love hearing stories of all this hard work comes together and then you're just right at sort of that, that peak where things are really going to take off. And I know, um, I know you've had some really good success with the crowdfunding so far with the pre-orders um, and you've got some great partners. So you're mentioning uh, AGSA a little bit before we started recording. So tell me about what you're doing with them. Yes, yeah, so it's the American Green Zone Alliance. And, uh, you know, you, you talk about things coming together in technology. Also, you know, we're at a time when we can do crowdfunding. So we're able to get, you know, money, you know, minimum $500 investment. We've, uh, we've raised over $5.6 million in crowdfunding. Uh, uh, LinkedIn. I'm connecting with people all over the world that sees what we're doing. Uh, one of those persons, uh, Daniel Mabe, he is in charge of AGSA. And as it turns out, you know, talking about a small world, he lives in Woodland Hills. Well, we were doing a video shoot, our, our most current uh, video that's on our website. And uh, so I met him for the first time out at this golf course in Woodland Hills. And he saw what we were doing. He's like, oh, I totally get it. I see what you're doing. We've got to work together. So I'm working with them right now for them to certify our mower as being a green zone certified mower. And he's already put me in touch with uh, various green zone cities like South Pasadena. Uh, He'll put me in touch with other school districts, universities. So it's really a growing movement of helping landscape equipment go from gas powered to electric. And so it's right along with going green. 
Now uh, you just led to my next question perfectly, which is, you know, where do you kind of see the industry as a whole when it comes to landscaping equipment and really kind of, you know, commercial equipment in general, switching over from gas to electric? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's not only becoming obvious, you know, and there's all this political talk about everything's got to go green and this and that, but I think it's more of an economic case that batteries are becoming more efficient. Uh, electric vehicles will be leading the charge, so to speak. Sorry about that. But, uh, you know, we're seeing more and more electric vehicles, you know, out on the roads, uh, the Teslas, the, uh, the Nissan Leaf, Ford Mustang just came out with their electric vehicle. So there is gonna, there's a real push to go towards electric uh, and not only in electric vehicles, but also power equipment. Uh, we're seeing it you know, throughout golf courses are wanting to get away from gas powered into electric. We do have an R&D partner that has a golf course in Southern California. We've got a lot of interest from golf courses because they're mowing you know, two or three times a week on their fairways. So what, what better way than to do it autonomously and also being able to do it at night and being able to do it much quieter. So I think electricity is, is just really going to be taking off over the next you know, many years. Yeah. And you touched on a, a, a funny point because, you know, going green, it can have certain sort of political affiliations to a certain extent. And we've always stayed away from that because at the end of the day, you know, the money essentially talks like we live in America. It's a capitalist country supply and demand at the end of the day it doesn't matter you know where you lean politically if you can buy a car or buy you know uh, a lawnmower that saves you money and saves you time and is good for the environment it's kind of win-win all around regardless of where you stand and and that's really kind of the whole point is you know yeah some people don't care at all about you know the environment but if it saves you money or makes you money or can save you time I like saving money. I like making money. I like saving time. Um, so, you know, I think it kind of all brings us together. So I, I think that's really cool, you know, what you're doing. And um, and, and but, I think we all like breathing clean air. I, I think yeah. we can all agree on that. Exactly. Like at the very least, you know, we can all appreciate that. Um, what's one kind of, you know, action item that we can share with our audience from your experience working, you know, I also love how you you decided to make that transition of working, you know, outdoors. Like I think that's, important just you know a life lesson of kind of following something that you're passionate about and that's important to you um how did you know what's what's a piece of advice you could give to our listeners um to you know whether it's you know either following your passion or just being a little bit more environmentally friendly or starting up a company or any of those things what's something that you know the audience can kind of take away from this yeah, so I mean, you mentioned about being outdoors, and you know, interestingly enough, you know, we're finally coming out of the the whole COVID crisis, which is everybody is so relieved about. Uh, but we've also learned through you know Zoom calls like this that people can work remotely, that you know they don't necessarily have to go into an office every day. They can you know work in their backyard and enjoy the sunshine, enjoy the uh, the fresh air, and really get in tune with nature. So that's something I think people should really embrace is that, that opportunity to do this, even as we uh, you know, get back to normal. Uh, but an action item is really be aware of the, the movement to get away from gas powered equipment and cars and going towards electric. And along those lines, you can check out what we're doing. Uh, we're, we're currently doing crowdfunding on Start Engine. You can go to Start Engine uh, Graze 
You can see further what we're doing. If you believe in what you're doing, we'd love for you to invest, uh, you know, no more than $500, it's crowdfunding. But really just, uh, you know, live your passion, do what really is enjoyable for you and do things that just make the planet a better place to live. Perfect. I couldn't have said it better myself, honestly. Live your passion, you know, be a little bit more environmentally friendly. And I'm a huge believer, you know, in entrepreneurship. It's, you know, building a business is the American dream, you know, especially one that has positive effects on the environment. So uh, to everyone listening, watching, tuning in, um, go check them out. Check out grazemowing.com. And, you know, if you're interested in the crowdfunding campaign, be sure to check that out. If you're interested in investing, um, we can connect you with John or you can, I'm sure, find John pretty easily on LinkedIn, as you mentioned, or on grazemowing.com. But yeah, it's, it's really important, you know, for the average person to make these little changes in their lives to be more environmentally friendly, but also support people like John that are, you know, making, you know, I don't want to say taking risks, but, you know, investing in ways that, you know, companies can, you know, be more sustainable, more environmentally friendly. And if a lot of people do that, it'll make a huge difference. So be sure to check them out. Uh, John, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Love what you're doing. I can't wait to, you know, follow your journey and hopefully have you on again in, you know, 2022 and hear about the international uh, explosion that's happened with Grace. So really appreciate taking Absolutely. the time out of your day. Well, thank you, Dylan, and thanks to all of you who have listened today. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, John, and thank you to everyone who tuned in, who supports the show. Our goal is to bring you leaders, uh, business owners, scientists, uh, CEOs, all in the sustainable, renewable energy, clean tech space. Uh, pick their brain a little bit, learn about what we can do to be more environmentally friendly. So we'll see you on the next episode of Going Green. Thank you. Thank you.